This is Are We Doomed, a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat. I am your host, Claire Caulfield, here to answer your burning environmental questions. And today, once again, we're talking about landfills. And the Waianae coast of Oahu is home to both of the island's public landfills. PVT, the Construction and Demolition Debris Landfill, wants to expand, which has prompted listeners to write in, asking why waste disposal is such a big industry on the Leeward Coast specifically, and what impacts landfills can have on public health. So today, we're taking a peek behind the PVT fence and talking to local residents about how the landfill has impacted their lives. Driving down Farrington Highway, two things are unavoidable. Large trucks hauling construction debris and homemade signs protesting their destination. The PVT Construction and Debris Landfill in Nanakuli. All we we see is just trucks coming in with trash. And I just see that mountain get growing higher and higher and higher. That's Puhuvani Kalahele, who lives on the Princess Kahanu homestead near the landfill. But I'm thinking about the next, you know, all the kids ahead of us. What are they going to do with that? Puhuvani's mother protested against the creation of the landfill in the mid-1980s and worries about the health impacts on her children and grandchildren. Multiple studies on the U.S. mainland and around the world have found that people living near landfills suffer higher rates of cancer, birth defects, respiratory illnesses like asthma, and behavior disorders like ADHD. But local studies haven't singled out the PVT landfill as an environmental hazard. A 2010 study analyzing dust and the air quality around the landfill found PVT, quote, doesn't pose a significant risk to the surrounding neighbors. So did you, did you, were you able to look at that dust study? That's Lucy Gay, a longtime Nanakuli resident and community organizer. We're driving around Nanakuli just after sunrise. Lucy and her friend Walter Bay Aldegear are reminiscing about the many victories that their group, the Concerned Elders of Waianae, have won over the years. Here's another project the Concerned Elders took on. And our, our opponent was the city and county of Honolulu. The Concerned Elders of Waianae successfully halted a new industrial park in Nanakuli, exposed illegal dumping in a nearby stream, and have even lobbied against PVT in the past. Um, at the time, uh, PVT wanted to expand into a municipal waste. Yeah, we didn't want municipal waste over here, so we were fighting them. But now Lucy and Walter Bay support PVT. They feel the company has responded to the community's concerns about dust and health impacts. So they've demonstrated that they're trying to do their darnest. Yeah, if they were, if they continue to be arrogant and say, no, 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 we don't need to do nothing. You know, we don't owe anything to your community. Yeah, then that's a, it's a wrong attitude. But they've, they've been very um, deliberate and conscientious about addressing the issues recommended in the dust study. Lucy now sees PBT as a positive influence in the community, creating jobs, protecting the environment, and donating to local schools. But it's hard to win over her neighbors who think the landfill should have never been built in the first place. Uh, you know, I don't think it'd be a great thing to this community. That's 19-year-old Kamahoy Dillon. 
he pointed out that the neighborhood was built before the landfill, and their operations have affected home prices. It's not a great place where people want to live, so I'm with people like look pursue those areas. And Rainy Henderson, who has lived next to the landfill for 46 years, is just annoyed by all the noise. We can hear the traffic coming and going. We hear the equipment working. It's too close to the people. Well, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate their those concerns. That's Albert Shigemura, president of the PVT Land Company. But uh, I, I feel like we we're really providing a need, a service that's critical to this entire island. Not, you know, and and unfortunately, you know, for them, it they feel that it imposes upon them. But it is also providing work for the the members of the community. Steve Joseph, the company's VP, sums up his evaluation of the criticism more succinctly. Uh, NIMBY is yeah. probably the best description <laughs> of it. Not in my backyard. Steve and Albert say PVT has no choice but to be in Nanakuli's backyard. And it's not that the DOH or everybody hates the west side. The west side of Oahu is the driest, which decreases the risk that rain could negatively impact the landfill. Also, PVT isn't above a freshwater aquifer, so if the landfill did leak or overflow, drinking water wouldn't be impacted. It's, it's not some evil plot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's what the conditions we're stuck with. To extend the life of the landfill, PVT is actually recycling more material than they're putting in. This is the recycling area right here. Big machines sort out concrete, asphalt, copper, aluminum, steel, and wood from the construction debris. So it goes through and then gets separated. That pile in the very back over there is all metal. But even with these increased recycling efforts, the PVT landfill is going to reach capacity in the next five years. They want to expand their operations to a 180-acre parcel across the street. But lawmakers at the Hawaii State Capitol are discussing a bill that would require PVT and other landfills in the state to have a half-mile buffer zone between the landfill and any houses. Well, a half-mile buffer zone would make our operation area so small that it wouldn't be practical. It doesn't make any sense. We'll make it a half-mile. It's an arbitrary number that was chosen. See, right now, we're at 750. And we're the, we have the largest buffer of any island, if any landfill in the islands. And that's the Department of Health makes that determination. And, and they base their, of course, all of their rules and regs based on EPA standards. Right? Yeah, and so that 750 buffer right now, um, that's from the health department? Yes, yes. And you said that's the largest. Is that because of the type of waste that you deal with here? No. They just decided to make ours 750 okay. feet. Yeah. Mainly so because... based on an EPA standard? It no, is. they don't well, have a it, standard. Yeah, they don't have a standard, but anyway, I'm sorry. It's it's just, uh, it's based on science and the engineering on it, what the impacts are likely to be. Mm. So for ours, the only reason they made it 750 feet is because that's what it was that oh, we had built. Oh, when the site was first developed. <laughs> yeah. Albert and Steve say they'll keep that 750-foot buffer if they can expand onto the new property. And they say without that expansion, companies, homeowners, and government agencies will have to pay a lot more to ship that construction waste somewhere else. So that'd be a big impact to the whole economy. But the other thing that would happen is so much of it would get dumped illegally. But proponents say landfill restrictions will force the island to prioritize reducing waste, reusing materials, and recycling. 
and Kavika Kane, who has lived in the area for 40 years, wants the landfill to close down altogether. And I know other communities don't want landfill. No, nobody wants a landfill. So I think the west side of the island did its part over the decades. Yeah, I mean, there's a million people on the island and all of that's coming to one community. Visit civilbeat.org slash doomed to read more and ask me your own question about the environment in Hawaii. I am your host, Claire Caulfield, and Jessica Terrell is my editor. Funky Jams, courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions. Are We Doomed? And Other Burning Environmental Questions is a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat. To learn more about Civil Beat and our journalism, subscribe to our free morning email newsletter by texting CIVIL to 66866.